All this week, the Glenn Beck program is going to be focused on explaining the Ukrainian scandal. Then in three days, 12 hours, 24 minutes, we are going to do a special uh, on uh, YouTube and also on Facebook. So everyone has free access to it. We want you to be able to see a special where we bring all of the pieces together and explain it. That'll be Thursday at 8.30 Eastern Time. No, it's 9.30 Eastern Time, is it not? 9.30 Eastern Time. Uh, And we want you to watch that special, but we need your help with that special. What we're looking for is what you need to understand and how, what tools do you need to be able to explain it to your friends? Because the... The mainstream media has the loudest voice. And um, and on this particular case, we're going to have to carry all the water ourselves because nobody in the mainstream media is even going to correct the mistakes of the whistleblower. Another big claim of the whistleblower fell away this weekend. And while the media is not making a big deal out of it, they just stopped reporting it. Well, the record needs to be corrected, and we do that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program, the dance mix. Welcome to uh, the program. We're glad you're here. There's a couple of things that the mainstream media are not going to tell you about that are very important, and they will be exposed uh, in full detail, and we'll tie this whole story together for you on Thursday. Please subscribe to The Blaze right now. Your subscription to The Blaze allows us to spend the money to do the, the um, uh, investigative reporting that we're doing now and tie all these things together, and I can't tell you how critical... Um, your subscription is to the blaze if you're already a subscriber thank you so much uh and if you'd like to become one we'll give you ten ten dollars off your yearly subscription now at blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code glenn to save the 10 percent. now there's a couple of things first of all the whistleblower came out uh last week and he said that that trump said at least eight times that he needed a big favor and he he wanted uh, Rudy Giuliani. That's not true. He brought Rudy, Rudy Giuliani up twice. Uh, and the president of the Ukraine was the first one to bring him up, not Donald Trump. Um, he also said uh, that, um, what was the other one that was just debunked this weekend? I mean, this is a central part of the whistleblower complaint, which <laughs> the, is to say that, yes. uh, look, there is a... This particular transcript of this call was hidden. Right. This is the big. It was it was moved moved. over to a super secret vault. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. that was if you read the actual report, which we have, you see that really what it is is an outline of publicly available information, like things Rudy Giuliani said on television, things the president tweeted. Mm -hmm. All that's in there, with a couple of additions. I I've heard there's a call with the Ukraine where this was discussed. And it, the the transcript was moved to the super secret place to hide it. So that shows that it was they knew it was something bad. That is central to the argument of the whistleblower case. Already, this is Monday. When did this thing come out? Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
we're only on Monday of the next week, and already that point by the mainstream is already accepted by the mainstream media that, well, no, it, they were doing that with all the transcripts. They were doing that with all the transcripts because, as you might remember, the uh, Mexico and Australia calls with the president were leaked to the media. So they, to, take, to fight those leaks, pulled all these transcripts and started putting them in the super secret vault. So this whistleblower didn't realize that or didn't put it together or the rumors they heard didn't include that information. And so they made it a central part of their case to say, look, uh, this was secret. That shows it was a problem because it was hidden behind this super secret vault. The media has already accepted the Trump administration position on this, which is, oh, actually, they were doing it because of these initial early leaks. What's incredible is this whistleblower has zero credibility, zero. Eight times he said the president made him a promise. He never made him a promise. Asked him for a favor and said, I'm going to hold things back on your uh, defense unless you help me. He never said that. Nothing like it. The media had to edit out 543 words between I have a favor and also uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had to edit out five, about 540 words. The guy has no credibility. Now we find out that the super secret vault is something they do with all of the phone calls. This is why you don't take secondhand knowledge. But let me give you something else that just broke this weekend. We don't know when... But the intelligence community in the last few months secretly eliminated the requirement that whistleblowers provide direct firsthand knowledge of alleged wrongdoings. Now, this was the intelligence community that changed their form. And this wasn't uploaded until September 24th, 2019 at 425 in the afternoon. That is just days before the anti-Trump complaint was declassified and released to the public. The markings on the document state that it was revised in August 2019, but no specific date of a revision is disclosed. So the document was revised in August of this year by the intelligence community. Then it was only told to the public just a couple of days before this whistleblower report came out. Now, what was the claim from the media? That Donald Trump was trying to hold this whistleblower report back, and all of these things were always reported to Congress. Wasn't that, wasn't that the case? That these always went to Congress no whistleblower in the history of whistleblowers, no whistleblower has ever been held back from Congress. Mm-hmm. Okay. The IG uh, report talks about how this guy, the attorney, the um, investigator general, had to look at it and say, well, this guy, he's, he doesn't have any firsthand knowledge. So, no, I'm not going to give this to Congress. That's Donald Trump. Trying to stop this investigation. I want you to listen to what it used to say up until this whistleblower. It says, first-hand 
information required. Now, this is the form that if you have, if you're a whistleblower, you have to fill out. And on uh, page eight, it said, first-hand information required. Here's the explanation. In order to find an urgent concern credible, the ICIG must be in possession of reliable first-hand information. The ICIG cannot transmit information via the ICWPA based on an employee's second-hand knowledge of wrongdoing. This information in uh, this information includes any information received from another person such as when a fellow employee informs you that he or she witnessed some sort of wrongdoing. Anyone with first-hand knowledge of the allegations may file a disclosure in writing to directly with the ICIG. Similarly, speculation about the existence of wrongdoing does not provide sufficient legal basis to meet the statutory requirements of the ICWPA. If you think that wrongdoing took place, but can provide nothing more than secondhand or unsubstantiated assertions uh, or assertions, the ICIG will not be able to process the complaint or information for submission as an ICWPA. Could it be more clear? You cannot do this. Why? Well, we know why. Because we have now an impeachment hearing based on a guy who said the president said at least eight times the president made a promise. He said that he was going to withhold things unless the um, uh, the the transcript was held in a super secret vault because. They never do that, and there was nothing classified in this, so why did they do it? He's hiding something. All of those assertions have been wrong. All of them. Why? Because this isn't the guy's job. This guy is not in line here. He heard other people talk about it. So it's nothing to do with his job. The reason why the intelligence community doesn't listen to whispers is because how many times in your life have whispers about you been right? Our intelligence community requires people who are not dealing in rumors. Imagine we go to war because there's rumor of things and no one has first-hand knowledge. Oh, I know. You know what's weird? Kind of like when we went into Iraq saying that there were chemical weapons. And weapons of mass destruction. What was the left screaming for? They were screaming for evidence. And we have considerably more evidence on that than we do in this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, when, you don't, when you're talking about secondhand information like this, maybe that's good enough for a tweet. Is it good enough for a whistleblower report? I don't think so. And, and one of the things that uh, some on the right are saying is we need to know who this person is. We need to interview them. We need to know what they know. No, that's blah, putting blah, blah, him blah. in danger. The president might kill him. Right. Yeah, they are. Well, that's, that, that, by the way, that's, that was reported by, I think, 60 Minutes, that they that the whistleblower is getting death threats, and that's why they're under witness protection. Uh-huh. seems like the, the whistleblower's own attorney is disagreeing with that and calling out 60 Minutes on that uh, leak. Um, but beyond all that, what is the value of talking to this person? 
Who, well, ca- well, who because, cares? He's because, just reporting on, secondhand on. information. No, 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 no. Listen, in the in the report, his own report, he says, I have received information from multiple U.S. government officials. He also says officials have informed me. Officials with direct knowledge of the call informed me. The White House officials who told me this information, I was told by White House officials, the officials I spoke with, I was told that a State Department official, I learned from multiple U.S. officials, one White House official described this act, based on multiple readouts of these meetings recounted to me. You're not even seeing them. I also learned from multiple U.S. officials. The U.S. officials characterized this meeting. Multiple U.S. officials told me. I learned from U.S. officials. I also learned from a U.S. official. Several U.S. officials told me. I heard from multiple U.S. officials, and multiple U.S. officials told me. So he only says that I don't know anything myself. Right. So is it digging for the sources? Is that the so value of talking he, to this person? I, no, there's no reason to talk to this person. There's no reason to listen to this person. The only reason why we know this story is because, and if you want talk about deep state, then the intelligence community should stop doing these things. If you don't want people thinking there's a deep state, then the intelligence community should stop in the cover of night sometime in August of 2019. That's just uh, about a month and a half ago. Sometime in August, they changed the whistleblower requirements. Now, I just read that paragraph to you about how you cannot be getting se- giving secondhand. Now, it just says, question three, I know th- about the information I'm disclosing here, and you check the box. I have direct and personal knowledge, or I heard about it from others. Why would you change that? Why would you change that? Unless you're just trying to get rumors out... Which is weird because that's what the Democrats did with the Russia file. And everybody said, we've got to impeach him right away. And then there was an investigation. And what turned out? Nothing. This is the same story over and over and over again. And somebody needs to pay a price. Oh, by the way, uh, just one other thing. We dug up this weekend a message from the president of the United States transmitting the treaty between the United States of America and Ukraine on mutual legal assistance in criminal manners, uh, matters. So this was sent by um, uh, by Bill Clinton. And in it, uh, we can request the help of the Ukrainian president and the Ukrainian uh, legal system to investigate things in their country that we have crimes, even we think are crimes, even if they're not crimes in, the U- in, in Ukraine. And same with us. Isn't that fascinating? I, again, I think a lot of this just comes down to whether you think there's possibly any positive reason for us to investigate the things going on with not only Joe Biden, but other things in Ukraine. Yes. If you think that, like, well, well, people keep saying it so simply. It's like, well, he just he made a call to Ukraine to investigate and get dirt on his rivals. Right. It's like, well, wait a minute. No. There's more to that. <laughs> yes. Now, you might think, you might 
believe if that he Donald was, Trump actually didn't care about the crimes being committed here or potential crimes being committed or corruption. You might believe that, and you might believe his only motivation is to get dirt on his enemies. And if you don't like Donald Trump, I understand why you might believe that. However, you have to also acknowledge that if these things were going on, they are absolutely in the national interest to be investigating. Mm-hmm. So the fact that his political uh, benefits align with national interests on this matter does not mean he committed a crime. Could we please play the, uh, I think it's a GOP ad and it's a great ad because the GOP had nothing to do with it. It's all coming from people from the New York Times, uh, the Washington Post, it's CNN, it's MSNBC. Just just listen to what they said when they were investigating Joe Biden. Listen. Was Hunter Biden profiting off his dad's work as vice president? News. And did Joe Biden allow it? Well, I think there, there's kind of two CNN. separate issues here. The, the issue of whether it was wise of Hunter Biden to take this position at Burisma when his father was uh, guiding policy in Ukraine. Uh, and, uh, you know, the wisdom of Biden and Biden staffers once they knew that, not to ask Hunter to step down. I think that is a legitimate subject of scrutiny. $50,000 a month for Hunter Biden, clearly uh, to be selling influence because otherwise no one would ever pay him that kind of money for a company that frankly was pretty corrupt and has been uh, before and has been since under And um, is that Joe Biden's fault or problem? And, uh, no, but it's hard to imagine Joe Biden wasn't aware of it. Did Vice President Biden MSNBC, know of CNN. his son's role in Burisma when he told Ukraine to fire the prosecutor? Um, at that point, uh, yes, he would have known. That's this situation way, involving Joe times. Biden's sons worked for this Ukrainian oligarch-owned gas company, which is, I have to quibble with some of uh, what, what your previous guest said, is a significant liability for Joe Biden. Like, there is a story here. Does it okay. raise any questions? So let's just, let's just, there's more, but let's just leave it there. There is a story. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, another piece of the puzzle that has fallen in. Uh, remember, uh, Rudy Giuliani went over at request of uh, Trump to find dirt. And that's why he went over to meet with the president uh, and uh, and also the attorney, um, uh, the the advisor and attorney, Andre Yermak. Uh, he went, of course, to meet with those guys because Trump said to. Unfortunately, his contact with the advisor and attorney for Zelensky over the summer was encouraged and facilitated by the U.S. State Department. Giuliani, nor Trump, initiated this. A senior diplomat from the U.S. uh, contacted Giuliani in July and asked for permission to connect Yermak with him. Then Giuliani met in early August with Yermak on neutral ground in Spain before reporting back to the State Department everything that occurred at that meeting. The debriefing occurred August 11th by phone with two senior U.S. diplomats, one with responsibility for Ukraine, the other responsible for the European Union, according to electronic communication records that have now been reviewed. When asked on Friday, Giuliani confirmed that the State Department asked him to take the Yermak meeting, and he did, in fact, apprise U.S. officials every step of the way. 
quote, I really didn't even know who Yermak was, but they vouched for him. They actually urged me to talk to him because they said he seemed like an honest broker. I reported back to them, the two State Department officials, what my conversations were with Yermak were all about. All of this was done at the request of the State Department. Hmm. Now, why would Ukraine want to talk to Giuliani, and why would the State Department be involved in facilitating it? What is happening? There's another pillar that is falling down. According to interviews with more than a dozen Ukrainian and U.S. officials, Ukraine's government under recently departed President uh, Poroshenko and now Zelensky had been trying since summer of 2018 to hand over evidence about the conduct of Americans they believe might be involved in violations of U.S. law during the Obama years. Hmm. We have a special on Thursday that you don't want to miss. Three days, 11 hours, 53 minutes away from the special. It airs 9.30 p.m. Thursday. Um, And we don't want you to miss it. It will be available on uh, YouTube Live, also Facebook Live. We want everybody to be able to see this. And shows every day this week on radio and television leading up to it. Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. It is uh, good to be here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I, thank uh, you. Uh, I'm fascinated that the Democrats uh, now want, not only have they discovered absolutely nothing in the transcript to Ukrainian President Zelensky, now they want to discover the same nothingness in uh, the phone calls that Trump has made to Putin and other world leaders. I mean, is there probable cause to go through every single call he's made to every world leader now? I love this I, this argument, though. It's It's classic. It's classic. It's like... Their initial argument was, hey, they moved this to the secret private uh, server because mm-hmm. it was such a bad call that we know now that they knew it in advance. Because and that wasn't true. It was so bad, they had to move mm-hmm. to the secret server. That's proof that our theory is true. Mm-hmm. Now, just three days later, we have the exact opposite. They were hiding all these calls because of uh, early leaks. Okay, that's now they completely acknowledge that a central part of their initial argument. Completely knowledge to the opposite is true. But Mm -hmm. now the backup argument is: well, since they were hiding all these calls on the super secret servers, we need access to all of them. All of them, because who knows what we could find in there? Right. That's fascinating. Can I I tell you something? People say all the time. Uh, oh, I don't care if Google spies on me or Facebook has all my records or the NSA has every conversation I've ever had on my pillow with my wife. I don't because I'm not doing anything wrong. Really? Well, then why do you think this is wrong that they now would have access to every conversation the president had with every world leader? Because if you if you if you look at this, you know they have the criminal, just not the crime. So they, they've already decided he needs to be impeached, but they just have to find whatever it is that they can impeach him on. And look what they're doing. The information that they do have, they're stacking all of that information to destroy him. <laughs> this, is, this is insane. There is no rule of law anymore in America. And I love that it's the same people who were who are so troubled about the collusion 
that is potentially involved here and and the security the national security issue that's involved here with Donald Trump had absolutely no concern about the little Obama discussion with Medvedev a few years yes. ago when he said this my last election, please. Yeah, after my election, I have more flexibility. Yeah. Mm. I this information to Vladimir and And what were they talking about there? They're talking about U.S. missile deployment. Mm. U.S. So you're going to have more flexibility to do what when you're not up for re-election ever again? What are you going to do? Remove all our missiles? Uh, to me, that's a gigantic national security issue. They Nobody didn't cared. care Nobody at cared. all about that. Nobody cared. That wasn't the least bit interesting to no. him. Nobody cared. And that was far more damning than anything that Trump has said to to Ukraine's president, probably to Vladimir Putin. I mean, has he promised them to, to be flexible about missile deployment uh, after this coming election? I don't think so. It's amazing. It's amazing. And that guy says it in public, caught on caught on microphone, caught on camera. And they didn't care at all. <clears throat> well, <sighs> so what are you going to do? That's a really I, good question. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, here's <clears throat> here's here's what you can do. Do not let me say it the way Churchill used to: keep calm and carry on. You keep calm and carry on. The minute you get angry, you will lose the battle. So keep calm and carry on means still fight the battle. You've got to fight the battle. But keep reasonable, keep calm, keep rational. Don't lose your temper. And I know how hard that is. But the carry on part is also really important because the here's why here's why we'll lose because we give up the only time we'll ever lose is when we give up how many times have we said you know to the republicans you can win this but they give up they don't mm-hmm. they're too timid they're afraid they're tired they're whatever their excuse they're losers they give up And they lose every time because they give up. If we give up on this, we're done. And and when I mean we're done, I mean those who appreciate justice, law and order, the Constitution, the free market, the minute we give up, we're done. And it's really hard not to because you get so sick of it. You know, we've got short attention spans. And we get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And it was so predictable when they released a transcript that Republicans were going to say there's nothing there, which I, I agree with. And the Democrats are going to say it's very, very troubling. It's an amazing. This is this is cemented in our minds that we got to proceed with impeachment. What? So you, you're, but remember, you're both looking at the same thing and seeing the opposite. Impeachment, it, it's required that impeachment is uh, a... A reflection of public sentiment. So if you're not actively fighting it, the press, because it is so overwhelming, did we, I don't know if we cut this piece from, uh, from, uh, what's his name? 
uh, Robert De Niro. Did you see him on CNN? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it, it, what was crazy was what he actually said. <sighs> Thank God for CNN. You know, they were talking about how crazy and how dangerous Fox is. And uh, he said, this is just insane. And thank God for you guys. I mean, if it wasn't for you and just a couple of others, uh, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington <laughs> Post. I mean, like <laughs> CBS, <laughs> yeah, ABC, I mean, NBC, every major media. Every part, major part media. <laughs> movies, is television. You. What do you mean if it wasn't for you? <laughs> you guys have Jeez. all of them. You have all of them. Right. And I think, like, it's important to, to draw a distinction between what you're saying, we need to keep fighting this, and also maintaining the idea that I don't want to fight for a president who did something wrong. Mm-hmm. If information comes out that proves exactly right. that he has, he did something impeachable, exactly I right. will want him impeached. Me too. Right. I, I, Me like, too. He, is not, he does not get an auto defense from any of us. Nope. Right. But what he does get is a fair defense. And here, what we've seen is you, there are parts of this that you can say you don't like. You know, we talked to John Solomon about, um, about Biden last uh, week when this was all happening. And one of the things he brought up was it, it, one, of the, one of the standards when you're talking about international relations on, on this level, talking about Biden and, and Ukraine, is to avoid not just corruption, but the appearance of corruption. And that's a line that I think Donald Trump could, could honor a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these are yeah. like, these are not only For causing sure. impres- problems to his presidency, but these are standards that are have been long adopted by the intelligence community and our 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 government. And he should think about those things a little more carefully, right? Like the idea that and, and people are like, oh, well, we found out about this call. Well, Rudy Giuliani was on television saying he was doing these things months ago. He's been saying it on television. This is not something they were hiding. But it's a good idea to try to avoid those lines when it's at all possible. And I think that would probably be something that the president could do better. But the, the, the media has jumped a thousand paces past this. They've, they've gone further than we ever went on Joe Biden. When we were talking about Biden and these things, we said, look, these, these are really, at the very least, the, the, the impression of corruption is all over the place. And it looks very much like there was corruption going on. However, we need more information and we don't have enough yet. The media does not go there. The media just jumps immediately to this is impeachable. Can you believe this ever happened? And so we need to be loyal to our own lines here of making sure we don't just give the president a pass on everything. I'm, but not, I, in, I'm not interested in that at exactly. all. Exactly. I don't think anybody in so, this audience is. It makes me really, really angry when people say, you sold out to the president. You're now supporting him. I will support anyone I think is on the right side yes. of the law. I would do this with Barack Obama. It <laughs> would make me miserable to do it. <laughs> And it would make me miserable to give the Democrats a win year. But if they had evidence, if you don't think this program would tell you the truth and say, guys, I'm sorry, he's got to go. I mean, remember, during the election, I said you're going to have nothing but impeachment hearings over and over and over with this guy. And it could be that he's impeached before the end of his first term. So I saw this one coming. However, this is not right. 
if you want that was my my feeling was this guy's going to be so out of control he will do things well we haven't found them when we first did the russia thing i thought we'd find it i really did i thought he did that of course he did that well it turns out he didn't i was wrong all right Mm -hmm. we were all open to oh geez did he really do that did he ask for favors and did he then say i'm going to tie this to that and i'm going to promise you this if you get this dirt that's not what he said if it was we would be there for impeachment that's not what happened this is a i've not been somebody who has talked to you about deep state in a way where it's like the deep state they're all meeting and they're all getting together and they're I'm telling you now this is the state department and the intelligence community that is doing this this is the evidence of deep state and every republican every democrat every independent should care I don't care what happens with Joe Biden or Donald Trump I do care what happens to our country and we are becoming Ukraine All right, we have uh, more uh, news uh, as we have been doing our research on Ukraine. We we make this guarantee to you that you will uh, understand what is happening in Ukraine. You'll understand both sides and you'll be able to have the argument. Um, and we're going to do this all this week and a special this Thursday, Blaze TV. Uh, it's Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Time. Make sure you join us. Please join the blaze now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn.